Welcome back, Sherlockians. Did you miss us? Today on the Sherlock After Show, we talk about the season four premiere, The Six Thatchers. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're here. Welcome back to After Buzz TV. Yes, we are here doing the Sherlock After yeah, Show. I'm so excited. It's I love been this music. a long time. It's been like three years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, no, it has been three years. Goodness me. We are here doing the Sherlock After Show, Season 4, Episode 1, The Six Thatchers. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Joining me, we have some new faces to our panel. I know. Hello, I'm Drexel Hurd. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Drexel Hurd. Hey everybody, I'm Timothy Michael. You can follow me on all social media platforms at I am Timothy Mike. I'm super excited to be here with you, Marissa. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. S- this is our first show together. It is. I'm excited to do the show with you guys. I'm excited to do this show. I was like, okay, because I was part of the original panel when we just started Sherlock uh, wow. for season three. And I was like, we still got to talk about Sherlock. Season four yep. is back, finally. <laughs> and I was like, we're, we're going to make this happen. We got a panel. You two are we jumped now right joining on us. I'm really excited. I forgot it that it was like 2014 when we last saw the season. I know. I told somebody earlier, it was like Game of you know Game of Thrones does like a year before the Not next even, season. I feel mm-hmm. like Sherlock is on its own level with the whole um, cliffhanger thing because they make you wait years. It's ridiculous. And then we come Very back. True. And then we come With back. bells and whistles like on. Like nothing happened. <laughs> like nothing happened. Like we didn't miss it for three years. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And I think that gets us right into this episode, though. But like real quick thoughts before we re- actually get into it. What were your thoughts about this episode? You know, coming back after three years. I was, um, I guess I can't say impressed because we all knew that it was going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at the fin- the the final um, moments of the episode. I guess we'll, we'll talk about that later. But yes. I'm... I was very upset. Okay. I was really upset. For this uh, episode. Um, I'm a huge... I mean, not huge, but I mean, like, I'm a big sure, enough Sherlock fan to be like, oh my goodness, you know, this episode was really great right out the gate. This is exactly what we needed. This reintroduced us back, you know, from the last season into Sherlock. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I thought it was a really great, like, you know... We What I love about this show is that it leaves off. It picks up right where it leaves off. Mm-hmm. So we're not like thinking about, oh my goodness, what happened in the time? You know, last we saw Sherlock, he got on a plane. This is like right when he came back. And right. this was like what happened in that time and stuff like that. So they're rehashing that piece out. And, and, and so I love that about the show that even like we said three years later we can still remember, oh my goodness, this is what happened. And I love that they picked up, because uh, Tim and I do Quantico After Show, and we talked about last night that they rehashed at the beginning for new viewers what happened from the from the previous. mid-season finale from the okay. previous season, like for the first 10 minutes of the show. And that's what they did in like this time, is that they kind of rehashed the beginning, or what happened at the end of last season, in the beginning of this season, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and I th- and it, the good thing about it, they didn't spend a lot of time trying to like catch us up to where right. it was. It was more so, Sherlock is not clear. The surveillance, they they fixed the surveillance. <laughs> so doctor, he's not a <laughs> doctor, quote unquote. He's not quite the murderer, but uh, he still <laughs> killed I mean, a man. Come on, let's be honest. He deserved to die. Let's be yes. Charles Magnuson was not yeah, a good right. man, yes. but Sherlock is off the hook, pretty much. And I'm glad that we can kind of actually just bury that. And move on to the next new story. Well, it's funny because I thought that they would they would begin this season with trying to clear him or, or mm-hmm. these ways of trying to clear him, but they didn't do that. They went right into it and was like, "This is how we cleared you, done." 
Yeah, I move on. Yep. Right. Back to go solve cases, yep. which I loved. Um, you Mycroft at the beginning of this episode, still the same type of Mycroft, so very himself, mm-hmm. which uh, I enjoyed. But, but but he was protecting his brother. True. So, True. I mean, that says a lot about his, you know, character development in, in the show it's in character itself. Development. <laughs> character development. in the show. <laughs> um, because, you know, we just get this whole cold-hearted feeling toward Mycroft, and, and I feel like at the end of it, he's always trying to protect his brother. Yeah. My question is, now that coming back, for us, the viewers, in real time, it's been years watching it, but Sherlock seemed completely different, though. He's more in the social media game. He's blogging. He's more interacting with his fans. Well, he's not blogging. John is blogging. John's blogging. He's taking credit for it. How many times do we hear that this season, too? He's tweeting. He's, like, moving up in the 21st century world, which is very surprising for to come back to Sherlock, who's, like, so now engaged with his... His fans. I mean, do we think that they're trying to get like a like a younger audience to kind of tune in, and that's how why they're introducing the social media aspect? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when we, this first, the show start, first started, I mean, they were doing the text messages on the screen, which I thought was a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see him like tweeting and it being on the screen, I'm like hashtags. Like those, that, that was super cute. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah and I and what I love about this show is the juxtaposition between this kind of old time Sherlock with these cases even when we talked about the Abominable Bride like it felt yeah. old it felt like it was back in the 20s like in that or the 1800s or whatever in that old time but in reality this guy is tweeting and we see this kind of what does he call it his mind uh, his, uh, his mind, mind palace, palace. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and, and so the way that they use those um elements in the show really brings the modern aspect to Sherlock so I love that yes and like like what we love every episode is that he's solving his cases and I like that's how they kind of had the time lapse of you know we're back in the action and they're still living out their day-to-day lives solving problems Mm -hmm. and in cases like the dusty death duplicate man circus torso Mm -hmm. um, all these things which were really fun canary trainer cardiac arrest until Lestrade actually brings them of course a new case that's always (laughs) fun to uh, you know watch and have Sherlock follow Um, what did what were your thoughts about this David Wellsborough case it's his 50th birthday and they bring Sherlock in we find out that his son died. The writers of the show are kind of amazing because they they think of these these outrageous scenarios where you know his son called him from Tibet, um, and then it turns out a week later he they find his body in the car, but he's been dead for a week. So mm-hmm. he called his dad from the driveway. And then Sherlock has to figure it out. And I think that it's just brilliant how the writers figure this whole story out and solve it within 10 minutes of the episode. <laughs> I'm wondering if Stephen Moffat and his team like work backwards like when yeah. they're writing stuff or do they do they come up with it as it's kind of going on they're like oh I wonder you know like he said is, is he already dead or do they get to that yeah, point this when is he's how dead? he died let's right. figure out how he like how they got to and that, that would actually be really cool in, in terms of how they break down how Sherlock thinks about it because as they're coming up with it they're working backwards Sherlock as they write his dialogue as they write um, what he, how he kind of figures pieces out they're kind of figuring pieces out too so I'm wondering if that's the case in terms of this case I thought it was really um I thought it was a really cool way. Like I said, what I love about this this whole show is that each episode is a very different case and that we're not stuck. Like, it strings itself along, but each episode is very different. And I thought this case was a really great one to kind of get Sherlock back in the game and, and to the point where, you know, uh, uh, you know, him and John are starting out okay. Yeah. Um, uh, John, Dr. Watson. So 
Um, I thought it was a cool case. Contrary to what the end is of this episode, right. we'll yeah. get there. Speaking of um, just bringing in a younger audience with the whole tweeting thing and everything, I feel like the this case in itself brought in a younger audience because the kid was in that... Um, that uh, that chair, like the the seat cover, oh yeah, the vinyl um, cover, yeah. And do you guys remember the YouTube video of the guy that goes to the drive? Magic of Rahat, like, yes. And he no. like, he, yes. yeah, Magic of Rahat. He uses the same kind of like thing and scares like the drive through people at McDonald's and Burger King. I wonder and stuff if that's like that. where they got their inspiration. I bet, I, that's I, what I I'm thinking. I think that that's where they got it from. Because I mean, like I said, bringing in the younger audience and everything. Apparently, I'm not hip enough because I did not know that. <laughs> well, I, Good I, to know. I have I have spent many of a late night <laughs> YouTubing Magic of Rahat things, being like, oh my god. This is so funny and laughing. So. I'm gonna have to look that up. But it's thank fun. you. That they see that. But and you know they they you know the the creators Moffat and Gaddis that I'm sure they are very in tune with YouTube and like everything the online presence that the show has and you know they get their inspiration from anywhere. Yeah. Platforms such as YouTube. I'm mean, like, it'd be cool if that was actually the the inspiration for the it. origin of if how Rahat they got was this story. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds terrible. But the good thing about this case is that yes, Holmes solves it so quickly, but it brings us to the Thatcher bus, right? Which that it just opens like, oh, something's wrong with this. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought that was so smart how that ties into the the bigger case that's actually you think it'd be this small case, but right. there's actually a bigger case. Well, that's what's fascinating about the way that Sherlock's mind works is he pays attention to the most obscene details that would be you know so ordinary to to you and I, but the way that his mind works, he processes it in a completely different way and says, well, why is that there? How did it get there? And then breaks it down from there. Um, because it, it was like when he was talking to the, the parents, the grieving parents, unfortunately. Yeah. And he's like, where's that dust from? And they're like, well, it's from a Margaret Thatcher bus. Somebody broke it a while ago. Um, what about our son? Like, it's <laughs> like, could you focus? And he's like, I am focused. I got it. Like, it's amazing. But I also think that, that Sherlock always, I feel like he always has to think of what how these cases are connected because he's so afraid of what Moriarty's going to be doing because in the, like we said at the end of the last season yeah. we saw Moriarty's face pop up everywhere so I think going into a lot of these cases he's like something else is something else is connected to this case everything is strung along because I I feel like I I feel like he feels like every case that he is drawn to has a connection and that connection is Moriarty in his head and um, in his and, head yes which we which makes him find, dig deeper. Yes. Right, which we come to find out that, that you know, Moriarty is not even involved in, in this. In this episode. Right. Yeah. And, but that's, like, how big of a presence Moriarty had on his life and such that influence of just how he thinks that he's convinced himself that everything he does, somehow Moriarty is behind it. Did you think Moriarty was coming back in the beginning of this episode? I was kind of, yes. Actually, I was. Like, especially was in this episode. No. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, how can all those... See, as a viewer, um, I was like, how can all those videos of him popping up everywhere that everyone can see him publicly be like, did you miss me? Right. Like, how could he do that posthumously? Right. I was Unless it was pre-recorded and somehow some someone else put that up. I remember being like, he's not dead. He can't be dead <laughs> no. because of all of this. No, I knew he was dead. I was like, we saw him die. Like, we literally saw him die. I mean, granted, we thought we saw Sherlock yeah, die saw also. Sherlock die. Granted, right. we thought we saw Sherlock die too, but literally, his body was like right there. But and and that goes back to, you know, when you watch TV shows and you go, you know, the first rule of television, if you don't see the body, yeah. that means they're not dead. Yes. And I don't remember seeing Moriarty's... His b- body was there we, on the roof. But so was Sherlock. He shot himself. No. When oh, he fell off the, the building. Yeah. building yes. Like, we also yes. saw that 
the whole thing happened, and then you know come different to find angles, out different, different angles, different angles, blah blah blah. I mean, it could have been different angles with that too. Mm-hmm. All I, I show except I, I still think he's dead. If there's folks in the chat room, I want to I want to know if we yes. can bring it up. That'd be great. People are uh, in the chat room. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. You, you we're definitely excited to be back. So, and everyone else is excited as well. So these Margaret Thatchers, we find out that this <laughs> is part of the. <laughs> the I bigger, love that the Margaret Thatcher bus. Um, which I, I thought was very smart how they string along to every, just taking us literally kind of all over the world. I thought that was brilliant. Um, but that leads to these, someone is breaking into houses, breaking these busts. What mm-hmm. did you think this was going to lead to? Did you expect this to be like connected to Mary? No, not at all. I thought that, no. that came out of left field, which again, just hat off to the writers for just coming out of left field with these things but um i had no idea what the what the what the bus involved um i guess on some kind of level i thought they had something to do with moriarty um but i knew i i still thought that he was dead but i thought that it was maybe like something that he planned from before and somebody else is you know acting it out now that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought yeah. It, I thought it was more of a Mycroft situation because I think that when you think of the you know you think of Margaret Thatcher, you think of the government. You're not really thinking of somebody like Mary in particular. I mean, Mary Margaret. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. that could have been a connection if we were really thinking about it. Like, <laughs> mm, yeah, Margaret Thatcher's Mary. Yep, that's good. But um, political political figure. Yeah. So so I think at, on some level, I assume that it was going to be a more it was going to be an attack on Parliament. I thought it was going to be an attack okay. on the government, like because, a terrorism, like a terrorism, like a v for yeah. vendetta episode, like a V for vendetta <laughs> episode. Yeah, and and so I mean, and who knows what could have been in you know those bus forms, um, those head bus. So I thought that was cool. I yeah, I thought it was very cool, very smart. Um, I liked how it, again it takes us kind of all over the world, and we see them traveling all all over the place, and we find out that all these bus are getting. Um, broken and destroyed, but now it's leading up to murder. For it. so it's it's actually escalating to homicide. So something serious is happening, and that takes us to John Sanderford's house. But that pool fight was ridiculous. That pool fight was amazing. I mean, it ridiculous like, in an awesome it way. Was like it was like Matrix meets like, like it was epic. But it also, but I also miss the old. I don't know if you guys remember in the first season mm-hmm. when Moriarty and 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 Sherlock were in the pool. That pool scene and like how great that oh, pool scene oh, was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just so real. And now we're in twenty seven or twenty. Well, you know, filmed last year, but 2016, 2017. And now everything to what you said, everything is more digital. Everything mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a little bit more modern. Yeah. than we're used to when in these first uh, couple of season. Um, I do. I just want to. Somebody in the chat room said, "Will you post new Sherlock episodes every Tuesday?" Uh, I know we we're are actually, marathoning. We're marathoning tonight. We all three episodes. <laughs> so you get them all today, this Tuesday, yes. right now. Because yep. we're very excited. We Surprise. have to talk about this. Um, yeah. So they, everything will be available. Keep tuning in because we're going to be here all night. Yep. Do you think somebody? Uh, uh, Christian Blatt's in the chat room right now. He he hosts Trump Report right after the show. Hello, Christian. And uh, and so he said. <laughs> Uh, he th- I think Moffat just had some Thatcher rage he wanted to act out on. A lot of Britons Maybe. did not like Margaret Thatcher. So oh, the yeah. idea of seeing all of these busts being you know, destroyed. Maybe, that's like you said, passive. it was a little bit of a yeah, a little that's bit of the, passive, that's British passive aggressive. Leave it to Christian to bring in the public. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. And you know, I never really thought of that because we because we, really we don't spread that. that. We're not like that, in yeah. that um, world right. yeah. where that would be a mere thought. Um, interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but but like the, real quickly, I liked how you mentioned that those 
the pool scene in season one with Moriarty. Mm -hmm. Those were two different, completely different games, quote mm -hmm. unquote. That was with Moriarty. That was more of a mental game. Mm -hmm. With this one's more of a physical game. Yeah. Right. The game is on. Right. Hence, th that's what Sherlock says. But we learned that this guy, who's breaking all these buses, actually AJ, part of Agra. That was the assassination team that Mary was a part of right. six years ago. Yeah. Which, and one of the things that I, you know, and watching that scene, just to bring up the Matrix point of it, what I thought was, I, the entire time I kept thinking to myself, is this like, he just, you know, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch just finished Doctor Strange. Is this <laughs> like, did they just be like, actually, you can do these great fight scenes because we've seen it in Doctor Strange, <laughs> yeah. and now this is what we're going to incorporate we into that. We capable. know you're capable of doing that. Because, I mean, we didn't see that type of fight scene at all. In the past, we've never really seen those type of fight scenes. No, that was it's always been kind of chessmate, you know, kind of outsmarting them, and you know him kind of. He's never really had a physical fight scene like yeah. that. Very true. Not in this particular Sherlock version because right. we know other different Sherlock versions in the canon that Sherlock is actually very. Uh, he's a really good boxer, so he does know how to physically fight and defend himself. Um, and I'm kind of glad that it wasn't really boxing style. It was more just like self-street fighting, which, you know, I enjoyed it because it kind of made it more modern. Yeah. But that's definitely what this show, this particular version of Sherlock is about. And more real, too, because I feel like they're, it's not, it didn't feel like a choreographed fight scene. It was no. it was more like raw, more like scrappy, like we're going to use whatever we can to like kick the shit out of each other. And that's what's happening. Fight side of convenience, you know, turning yeah. on and off the the fountain and and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Although to be to be when you brought up the realistic part of it, you've got this guy who is a trained assassin for the most part, and you got this Sherlock who I, I'm going to assume knows how to fight because in his mind palace he has kind of like read everything of you know read everything to be able to fight somebody. How can Sherlock be able to out fight? or equal be equal to this guy that he's fighting which I was like I think ah. it's all about just being one step ahead of him when you're fighting I mean I mean, every move is calculated according to Sherlock so if he knows the move it's like chess if you know your opponent's move ahead of time then you can kind of you can kind of beat them so I think mm -hmm. that he might not be as physically um Capable. Capable of beating him, but he is mentally capable of beating him. I don't him. think he was going there expecting a pool fight. He's like, I'm here again. <laughs> right? <laughs> Same place. You Gosh know. darn it. And then he finds out, because he was so determined that this case was actually leading to the, the Black Pearl. Yeah. Which it wasn't. Right. It was right. actually the Agra USB. Um, which brings us to Mary. Which, can Mary. we just, can yes. we really just talk about that for a second? Because sure. I was a little disappointed with Sherlock's reaction only because he A, let him get away in that in that moment after you've had this epic fight scene. Yes, I understand that you're like reeling about well, Mary. Well, he shut like, out the light. Well, so yeah, did he, he get him but he let him so, give him I mean, he could have got him. Come on, you guys. It's Sherlock. He could have got him. I think he was just so like, like, wait, Mary. I thought she destroyed the USB in the fireplace, um, and then all of a sudden, I think he was in shock. Him. I, but I think yeah. it was too, I think it was twofold for Sherlock. I think in that instance, he was a little bit shocked. But I also think to what you said about Sherlock thinking a few steps ahead, he's like, how do I protect Mary from what is coming? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in his mind, I feel like he's thinking. Oh man, this guy is going after Mary. If it's one guy, it might be multiple people. I've got to figure out how to protect Mary from this, but I need him to go away so I can figure it out. But do we really think he was that distracted because he was thinking about Mary, or do we think he was distracted because he was so disappointed that wasn't Moriarty? I, I think it was about Mary because I think that from I what think we it was Mary, because yeah. I think from what we learned, you know, he promised 
John and Mary that they would that he would protect them. That. And I think in this in this is a, an instance where he is now feeling like, and I know somebody said in the chat room, like he starts to realize it's not a game anymore. Yes. That he now needs to kick in the protective aspect of what he promised Mary and John, that he would protect them and protect the kid as well. Yeah, and he also said when he was speaking to AJ, like, Mary, I know Mary, Mary is my friend. Right. So it's that personal relationship that I think he was getting over the shock that, oh, this is someone I know and I'm actually close to. But see, that's another thing that annoyed me because he gave this, clearly this man wants to kill Mary and he's giving him all this information about Mary. Like, he gave her his name, he gave her him his her name, sorry, Lula. <laughs> he gave him her name, A, then he said that she was a close friend. I mean, it it's not, especially when you're bringing all this techno, techno, technological like aspects of the show now. Like this person can easily go back and research this. But so, I, but also it goes back to what I sure. what we said, which was I think Sherlock was so he was already thinking ahead, and I think he let it slip all the Mary information. But does Sherlock really make mistakes like that? I think he can, I think it can when it comes to his personal life. Yes. Um, Adding to that, yes, because we know that Sherlock like high is usually for the most part high IQ, low EQ. But we saw a lot of emotion out of Sherlock in all these three episodes of the season, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where his emotional side came over. And that's a lot of times when people get emotional, they're not thinking straight. As brilliant as Sherlock usually is, when his emotions take place, he he might not be all right there. Yeah, right. right. And, and so I'll give him the I'll give him that. And you know I think. Irene's name didn't come up a lot this season at all, which was shocking to me. Um, mm. However, I think that the you know being a godfather, having a baby, not him having a baby, but like yeah. having, <laughs> having a baby in his life, like having the, an essential he, family, he, he did become an emotional person because now he has to care. Now he feels like he has to care for somebody else, and not not only just a kid, but he's got two people that he actually cares about. Yeah. He's never actually cared about anybody before. Like he has Mary John and now this baby. What about yes. Mrs. Hudson? We always forget about Mrs. Hudson. Do we really? Do we really just count her out like that? Because I really think underneath it all, like, you know, she's not just their nanny. She's more of like, you know, their mom. It's it's she weird. Mama so Hudson. I feel like, yeah, Mama Hudson. I feel like we have to include Mrs. Hudson in that. Like, yes. we, we always yes. we always yes. count her. But exactly. I want I want to throw her in there too. She played a big part in episode two, which we'll we will definitely I'm very cover. Excited about don't that. worry, don't worry. But that takes us to pretty much Georgia, Tbilisi, we find out this, um, we find out this coup at the embassy, the British embassy there, there was a coup back in Tbilisi, Georgia, six years ago. And, for everyone who's tuning in and watching us, if you watch the Sherlock After Show, the previous seasons, we also had our host, Megan Salinas, who is also joining us on this panel. Hello, Megan. Hi, Hi Megan. Hi, I have no idea if this mic is picking me up or not. Scoot over. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's picking you up through our mics if your mic's not on. <laughs> there you go. So, guys, it's great to be here. So, Megan, welcome back to Sherlock. Aren't you so excited to talk about this I episode? am. It is super exciting to be here. Um, sorry for the delay. <laughs> Traffic on the 101 was terrible tonight. Welcome LA. to Los Angeles, yes. everybody. LA. If you didn't know where we filmed, now you know. Now where you we filmed know. in Los Angeles. Now you know. But, Megan, what were your thoughts about this episode? Uh... It's been a long time, and it was really nice to get back into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. When whenever Sherlock goes away, like for a while, I'm like, oh, what? I like you forget how much you appreciate the the mystery and how much fun it is, and then it comes back, and that intro music starts, and you're like, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's actually my ringtone. Just so excited. Really? The Sherlock theme is my ringtone. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So it was really good to come back. Although, this episode in particular, and I'm sure we'll touch on it, mm-hmm. uh, the ending infuriated <laughs> me. Okay. Yes, so. fair enough. You're not the only one, I'm sure. Yeah, no. yeah. I'm just going to sit here and sulk. <laughs> sulk away. As well, everybody we... says hello to yes, you, Megan. Everyone's hello, saying everyone. hello in the live chat, our good fans who are following us. Um, yes, so we're, we're pretty much at the point where we go to Tbilisi, Georgia, the embassy coup. Mm-hmm. What did you think about this setup? And we, we see we have Agra, the four assassins. We have um, AJ. Alex, Gabriel, and Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary. But they, it's initials. But I was like, uh, if Mary... It was like, who's R? Yeah. <laughs> that that eventually gets answered to Rosemond Mary. I like this. But what did you think of this coup and how it all went down? I always love seeing Mary in her former life. Because now she's mm-hmm. got, like, a baby. She's got a husband. Like, she's all mommed out. But I love <laughs> seeing her when she's back and she's like fighting crime like she's an assassin like that's kick ass like who says that they can marry an assassin and it just goes it just brings me back to last um season when you know they found out who she really was and there was that whole thing between her and john and 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 sherlock and and john trying to kill her and then sherlock having to intervene and like all this stuff so i love seeing her in that dynamic Mm -hmm. because it just it just brings to life a, a, a new Mary. I feel like we always forget that, you know, she can protect herself and her family if she needs to. Oh, for sure. I think what I love about um, this, what you said about Mary, the, knowing her backstory, is that, you know, the show's called Sherlock. It, mm-hmm. But it's not just about Sherlock. And there's equal screen time sometimes for a lot of these characters, even though, you know, we'll talk about Miss Hudson next episode. But, um that for them to take a chunk out of screen time, which is a lot of screen time. Like when we're doing an after show, a dead time is a long, long time. Yes. So so to to take a chunk out of an episode, five minutes, ten minutes, just so they can show us a coup, that's a lot for a character that's not the title character. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really great to see that. Obviously, it built us up. So we can get to know Mary. You know, it kind of strung us along. We get to know Mary. We know Mary a little bit more. We know her backstory. <laughs> you feel and, for and her. A, you feel for her. You know where she came from, how she is, how she's trying to protect them. Mm-hmm. And then that's that all... that I think that should have given us a clue of to where that would lead. I did not see once that. You start, <laughs> did once not you see start that. to get to know... Once you, start, you know when you start to get to like a character? Mm-hmm. And you're like... Shoot. <laughs> this is not good. This yeah. is not good. <laughs> and and I think that's what you know. That's where the writers put us in that mindset. Like, man, we love that Mary. She's kick out. You know, that's what it is. That was my issue. I was watching and I was like, God, Mary is so awesome. John is a lucky man. Yeah. And then, like, they're playing all these, you know, you know, the uh, all of her backstory with her and AJ. And I'm like, oh, dude, Mary's awesome. Especially everything that she's been through. I was like, some this is not going to end well. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. It's really cool to see a character who, you know, it was a shocking revelation that she was a spy to begin with. So it's really cool to see how a character who's now become very accustomed to domestic life, you yeah. know, taking care of her husband and her kid, going back to that. Because we'll, we'll see shades of it all the time, you know, when she's talking to Sherlock and she's like, oh, yeah, I have access to this thing on my phone. And, like to all these MI5 databases and things like that, just because I can. Um, So it's really cool seeing kind of what her day-to-day was like before deciding she wanted to get away from that life. And Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, watching this kind of go down... Like, I was looking at that British lady who was getting rescued, and I was like, she is chill. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I was ever in a hostage situation, I would want to be that calm. But, yeah, seeing all this go down, it's kind of... It's one of those things where it's really cool and exciting um, whenever we get, like, an action sequence in Sherlock, because it is so focused on the internal and the cool camera work uh, as he's going through his mental processes. So seeing an actual firefight is pretty cool, too. Um, but, yeah, it's just... I just keep thinking about how it ends for poor AJ. <laughs> I thought that was um, I thought that was a good point, Megan. That you know, Mary does know all of this stuff because she was part of this you know mercenary like assassin group, and I find it really interesting that Sherlock directs a lot of his thoughts to Mary when they're in these situations because Mary is essentially, and I'm sorry to say, smarter than John in a lot of ways when it comes to thinking like that. Um, because she's smarter than him, and it's not a bad thing. John brings his own little, you know... But she's had more training in certain analytical... And and, and and to that point, I was just thinking, because I, I find it very odd that a person... And maybe that's just me. Odd that a person like Mary, who's gone through this kind of militaristic background, would not have a connection with her military husband. I was just you know, because John came from... Even though he's a doctor, he was a combat doctor, that means he's been out in the field. That means he's they've got that military connection. And I'm surprised that the writers didn't make that a thing at, uh, on some level. Like a big thing between them. Like a big them. thing like, between like, them. Like, like not, when there's a mission, when the game is. Yeah. Like maybe not string Sherlock into that part of their life. But at least they knew that, hey, this is my background. I have a background in... You know, well, I have a military background. I mean, background. they kind of touched up on it when it comes to having the baby. You know, it's it's always, you know, who needs to go, me or you? And then it's usually, well, you know more about this or you know more about this, so you need to go. I mean, they touched up on that a little bit. I don't think they was necessarily, like, beating over the head that they're both in the military. But, you know, when it comes to priority, they do prioritize very well. And it's also, the, it's like, as much as we love Mary and John together, there's still a lot of disconnect between them. Right. Like, they're, they're hiding secrets from each other, and they're not being completely honest. But I think like, that had a lot yes, to do with... And I, yeah, how they, how they got married. They're, yeah. they're how they got married. Just their whole careers in general. They yeah. can't really talk about everything together. It is a shame because um, again, you bring up a great point about their war torn backgrounds. Like you think that would be something that they could connect over, but I would think that like the reason you know that they don't necessarily is because Mary tried so hard to leave that life behind mm-hmm. and cover it up. When she got together with John. I was going to say, yeah. in all fairness, that that disconnect, I feel like, is more on John's part. Because when Mary, when, when this whole thing happened with Mary in last season, you know, she gave him the USB drive. She gave him the option to look it over. She gave him all of the answers. She said, we could talk about it. And he threw it in the fire and was like, no, I just want you as you. So she was open to it. She was ready to be like, put it to put it in the past. But he didn't want to hear That's it. That's true. He was the one that insisted the here and now was more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... No need to bring it up, I suppose. Yeah. And I mean, like, as great as a connection it is, that's not the biggest thing in their right. relationship. Right. That's not the biggest focal point. But, all right, so getting back to Mary. <laughs> yeah. No, like, no, this is great. Yeah, the um, most important thing is taking care of their two children. <laughs> their newborn that, daughter yeah. and the very large man. And yeah. Oh, yes. Just I was like, they have two? No. I did. No. the other one? <laughs> it took me a second there. <laughs> yes, uh, that's I had very funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, you're smarter than all. <laughs> um, yes, but Mary, what? Okay, I, I love this because as 
yes, as smart as Mary is and how experienced she is in operatives and covert and all that, um, it seems like a little sloppy move of not realizing that the USB had a tracker in it this entire time. Like, she's trying to hide and travel all these places, all these, so Sherlock couldn't find her, possibly find her, based on... You know, chances of dies. Interesting, interesting. But the fact that she couldn't even think that, oh, maybe this USB has a tracker on me. I don't think she thought that Sherlock would be tracking her like that, though. <laughs> like, you know, I, I just can't even. I mean, I, I think we saw Sherlock this season. Somebody called it the emotional journey uh, in the chat room. Sh- season four, Aww. Sherlock, the emotional journey. Yes. Um, I thought. I think that we saw a lot of Sherlock. Um, utilize what I like to call the James Bond-esque version of things. So, like, he puts things in things. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) he finds ways to put things, you know, we saw it in episode three. You know, like, you're like, when would he think of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've never never seen that side of Sherlock. Again, a a new season, a new technologically advanced Sherlock, where he's now putting putting trackers in things like that. He's just never been that person before that kind of person I think it's just Mary I I, like I'm a big fan of Mary Um, I think Mary's just too smart to have an oversight such as that well I I agree wholeheartedly the thing was is that this was the Sherlock equivalent of you know how in cartoons they'll have a character like zoom across the country or like flee to a secluded location around the world and then Bugs Bunny will already be there when they get there or something like that this was the Sherlock equivalent of that where it's just played up for life it's like, True. we're going to take five minutes out of this episode to show how far Mary is going and ha- at what length she'll go to avoid being tracked, only to have Sherlock uh, be there as yeah. soon as she gets there. That was her. funny. Yeah, and was very Thank funny. you, technology. I mean, going back a little bit, this is before you got here, Megan. Um, you said that Mary was too smart to have a lapse of that, and but when I had brought up the, the you know the Sherlock thing, um, giving him all giving him all that information, you guys said you know he was just so concerned about Mary and protecting her that that's why he let that slip. I can say the same thing about Mary in this instance. She was so concerned about protecting her family at that time that she was just like, yep. I just need to get out of Absolutely. here. Absolutely, that's very fair. So. Yeah, I yep. think that's why she probably forgot about Somebody the Sherlock, yeah. Sherlock I Holmes that. equals James Bond. <laughs> um, thank you, Callie. Uh, so that pretty much takes us to Morocco, where Sherlock and Watson are already meeting her there. Um, but the, the shootout. And we find that AJ is, yes, still alive. Um, and his hor- whole torture background. I felt bad for AJ. Oh, my gosh. That poor guy. Like, that whole... And, and not to mention, like, one again, I mentioned really great camera work uh, in Sherlock, and that's something that they've done really well throughout all of the seasons. The scene where he falls to the ground, mm-hmm. and, like, then we get the passage of time, mm-hmm. and he's back in his flat um, after after that flashback. That was a really good transition Beautiful. Um, from the past to the present. And, yeah, you just feel for this poor guy, because they were a family, and, uh, you know, he yeah, he, it, just years and years of torture and and the thought that one of their own betrayed mm-hmm. them that it wasn't a setup from an outside party just because, uh yeah no like and especially for a just because reason, like there there was no need to suspect an outside party with a motive like that so. It makes perfect sense, but it's just so tragic. Ammo. Yeah, I think that's what makes it even worse. Is it's not just physical torture; it's the the mental torture of somebody betrayed us. Mm-hmm. And it, like he could hear Alex and Gabriel being tortured and killed, also. Right. So it's like all this mental, like you're seeing your whole world of what you fought for fall apart, 
and somebody you know is behind it or think you think that. Yeah. And, yeah. and and Mary was the only female in that group too. Yes. Which I find interesting that AJ would think that the f- only female in the group would betray the three guys. Well, because well, he the, didn't have a lot of information. I'm saying like, like that British, was his. Yeah, that well, was very he, frustrating. He, yeah. the, the conversation that he overheard was that the British woman, woman. Yes. British woman, yes, and that's so all he, he made went the on. assumption yeah. that it was Mary. Yeah. Which is really frustrating. It's like, come on, man! Like, you, you, you're... there are lots of British women, right? <laughs> yeah, but not the person that you've been. But like, Mary, who's essentially like your family, you have information on her, so you guys can never betray each other. It's like you couldn't give her the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah, and and I think that's what just Probably frustrated hard me. To think straight when you're being tortured. Tortured, yes. that's true. Yeah, and like that's uh, I will give it to AJ. See, he and we find out in his whole flashback that he hid his. Um, USB stick in the Margaret Thatcher that was only a special set of six, hence the six Thatchers. He was going all over distorting Thatchers to find his USB. I'm so to track Mary. To track Mary. Yeah. To track ammo. Right. Ammo. ammo. I wonder ammo. if they... if they Because when we saw the montage of them destroying all the six Thatchers, mm-hmm. they were in specific places. Like, did he put I can't remember if he put the USB in the thatch and then he just kind of traveled the world, like traveled all across Britain and then just ended up in a place. Like, is that how that happened? Well, he, he put the USB in a Thatcher under fire. Right. <laughs> so he wasn't really thinking, but he knew it was Margaret Thatcher. And then we find out that there was six of them. It was a, it was a special set of six. Right. So he went to those six specific locations of the buyers of them. those yes. and Got destroyed it. them. And let's let's be fair, like I'm sure when he put that USB inside the Margaret Thatcher, I'm sure he wasn't thinking, I'm going to go back and find it. I'm sure he was thinking, I just don't want them to find it because they're going to mm-hmm. kill me. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that I he I have to keep my friends' secrets safe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. But the, the other thing is, is that like, how did the Margaret Thatcher that he stowed it away in, like, that's a war-torn area where hostages are being kept. How did it get from point A to point B? <laughs> right. I don't know. And how do you track that? Sure, good did carrier it. system. Yeah, artifact. <laughs> so, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah, it, apparently it was Golder and Company in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're really good on their shipping and handling. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, but yes, I mean, we find out he, yes, he, AJ was tortured for six years. He got out, hence, he's destroying all these Thatchers. Um, and it really just brings us to really the climactic scene at the end. Um, mm. Where we find out it's always someone under our noses this whole time. Hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. What were your thoughts of the whole reveal? It was the receptionist, because receptionist knows all. Vivian Norbury. Yes. From the beginning of the episode. From, like, the first scene. Did you expect Vivian Norbury? You know what? This was a very Sherlock thing to do. Uh, It reminded me a lot of the very first episode, actually, where um, the cabbie ended up being the culprit. Um, Where it's like, here's a character that we're going to show you on screen for 30 seconds, and then, whoa, we're going to blow your mind with it at the end. It was them the whole time. Mm -hmm. And the only reason it's surprising is because you forgot they were even there. It's like a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. 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 You're like, right. You're like, I remember seeing that character one time. (laughs) (laughs) This is the guy under the mask. Miss <laughs> Norbert was sitting behind um, everybody. Not she talk- even had a line she at the beginning line. of the episode. Yes, that was it. Shoot. But, but, you know, what I loved about it was that it was her. Because, again, you know... It fit with her it motive. Fit, right. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I always say, I always tell people all the time, if you're working in a corporate environment, you're like, <laughs> you're like, do not mess with the administrative assistants. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they, like, it's, not, it's like a costumer. Do not mess with the costumer. Yeah. You're in a theater because they will screw you up. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, I mean... Like we said with Mary, like we love seeing her, you know, be this powerful, strong woman and be this assassin. I think the same goes with for you know Vivian Norbury. I mean, it's it's this little old lady. Like, who would suspect you? And it's like you're like kick ass. Like you're like selling secrets and like mm-hmm. killing, trying to kill people and all this stuff. Like that's that's which should awesome. have foreshadowed Mrs. Hudson because <laughs> 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 you should have known after Mrs. Norbury, Mrs. Hudson was up to something on the other side. You cannot mm. trust these little white ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll get to Mrs. Hudson. <laughs> trust us. Um, I really enjoyed it. I th- I think it was because I rewatched this episode a couple times, and I was like, ah, man, we should pick that up immediately. And I'm like, I think that's what Sherlock does. So we've seen all these episodes, and still it gets us every time. We're like, shoot, we right. should have known. Yeah, like um, a Scooby Doo episode. Very, I'm every you. would have gotten time. away with it too. If it wasn't for, <laughs> if it wasn't for Sherlock, <laughs> yeah, and his meddling, meddling friend, Mr. Watson, Mr. Yes. Doctor Watson. Yes. But uh, it really, it comes down to, yes, um, she's giving, Vivian Norbert is giving the secrets. She's the one behind it all. She's ammo. But what did you think of the whole shootout? Well, it was really just one shot. But that's Boo! what did oh. Mary so, sacrificing herself to save Sherlock. In the word, in, in, she did Boo. not throw away her shot, in the words of Hamlet. In the words of... <laughs> To take it there. I did um, like how after it happened, she's like, this makes us even, right? I feel, yeah, it makes us even. Yeah, it makes of us course, even. Mary I don't even would care say what you that. Say. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she did apologize for sure. I was like, I'm sorry I shot you that one time. Yeah. Wow, this like, really hurts. Ow. Right. Yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks getting that's shot. That's a at. terrible thing I did to you. I'm so sorry. I don't think I was, I don't think I was sad as, as much as I was like shocked. Like, I remember gasping when it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. I was sad only when she said Mary Watson was the only worth, life worth living, and I'm like tearing mm-hmm. up thinking about it because I I can't even like I like we said Marissa you and I and I'm sure Megan we loved Mary like I she was one of those characters that they really made you feel for and they they shoot her and and you know you just think like you have a husband you have a baby like you have all this stuff to live for and you just died because some little old bitch just <laughs> shot you. <laughs> All of this training, and she got taken out by this, yeah, this, this yes. old lady. She was bored and jealous. Jealousy. Yes. Right. Jealousy. Ooh. She just wanted to be a part Jealousy of Jealousy the... has driven her mad. Like I said, the end of this episode just drove me absolutely up the wall. I didn't feel sad. I was angry. Yes. I was like, Same. how dare you, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes? A couple of folks said, oh, why couldn't... Mary have just pushed Sherlock out of the way. I mean, yes, true. I think we're all thinking that. Because uh, of television? But I also think the trajectory of you move the, the forward trajectory of you moving at somebody... He also... Yeah, to push she, her out of the way, she still would have been in the in It's, the, in it's the bullet. entirely yeah. possible that she, like... If she had attempted to, he just would have gotten shot. In Somebody place. would have. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, she was probably just covering her bases, so to speak. Yeah. Was, I, I think it was more the dramatic effect because essentially this whole big storyline, it is married. This, like, how, what else could she end 
on. Like, mm. this is the perfect setup to end her character. Well, was I the only one who, who kind of had hope that she would survive the shooting? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I was absolutely. Just, like, because I was like, she's, 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 yeah, she's in there like, apologizing, I'm laughing, and I'm like, she'll, she'll be fine. It's not the first time she's been shot at, right. trust me. Right. I, yeah, I, 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 th- I thought, I think that in those situations when you have somebody like that get shot, I think for me, I automatically, I kind of already know that this Which? is not going the way that, because like we said at the beginning, they set us up mm-hmm. for, Ma- they set us up as viewers, as fans of Mary, for Mary to die. Yes, they did. With everything they strung us along with this episode. And also, because I rewatched this episode a couple times, um, th- like, Holmes kept saying there was all these like little nods that they they were going to kill Mary because Holmes kept saying all these lines of his confidence like um, I will keep you safe it has to be in London it's my city it's my turf come home and mm-hmm. everything will be all right I promise you that is what Sherlock said to Mary when they were in Morocco <laughs> I was like dude you just jinxed yourself like yeah. he was so it got to the point he was so confident mm-hmm. that Mary was going to be fine and of course it wasn't. And that's where the vow broke. And that's how um, Watson got mad at him. Mad? <laughs> mad. Missy, mad. That's mad. That's mad. But, like, that's you swore. That... You swore you would protect Mary. And But as a Harry Potter fan, they did not break the unbreakable vow. So I'm just saying, <laughs> they should have done They should have done that. They would yes. all have been protected. We wouldn't be in this position right yes. now. Oh, gosh. Who would Benedict Cumberbatch play in the Harry Potter world? Oh, Lupin. Lupin, totally, totally. But that's what made me so angry about it is like it, it would be really easy to see again looking at these story beats. Like if I was reading this summary on Wikipedia or if mm-hmm. I was reading like the script, I would I would look at this final scene and be like, awesome. So they fridged Mary. They fridged Mary for Sherlock and Watson's man pain, and I I don't like it when our strong female character and I. Mm-hmm. Why is a woman that has to die? But like such an a character that I'm this invested in, who's so interesting, mm-hmm. gets fridged for the purposes of man pain. I get really annoyed and upset by that. However, if you do look at it from another lens, it's her making a very noble sacrifice. Yes, and you can make the argument that she wasn't actually fridged. That this is a good conclusion to her character. Right, but. There's still that part of me is just like, no, don't fridge such a cool female character. And so somebody, I'm torn. And somebody, uh, Bill, Billy Jean Girl 24 said, those paramedics never did show up, and John is a doctor and he couldn't even save her. Uh, yeah. To be, to, which is really interesting that John, a combat military doctor, could not figure. I, I'm sure he was in shock. Like, your wife gets shot. Yeah, like, it's just you cannot. But wrecked. his. Re, his instinct as a military combat doctor did not Should kick be. in he in did that absolutely instance. Nothing. Well, he did. Well, he did. See, in fairness, he, he put the pressure on the wound. Like, what else can you do at that point? What does he want to like take his shirt off and like operate right there in the equipment? No, like, yes. no. yeah, like, make like, it like, an intent. Get it together, like, John. Save Mary. He tried. Save your wife. He tried. I think he really just wanted to get in what he could get in at that moment because you know I'm yeah. sure as a doctor you know when this when there's something is a lost cause like you know so I'm sure he just wanted to say Where everything. He's just saying you're gonna be fine. You're going to be fine as a way to just try to make it easier when she when she goes. Yeah. Don't even say it, man. Don't even say it. Apparently, <laughs> all the strong women in this show die. Irene, uh, Irene Adler. She's died. I mean, Irene Adler died. Somebody said Irene Adler was a strong woman. She died, and Mary was a strong woman. She also died. So all this—they're just not a part of the show right now. 
<laughs> and uh, well, and in, if you think about it, um, Mark Gaddis has oh, also said in interviews they were ultimately Mary was set up to die in the show. Like we always knew that Mary was going to die because essentially Sherlock is about Sherlock Holmes and, and Doctor Watson. Watson, not about Sherlock rebel, rebel, and Watson rebel, and Mary. Rebel. So, like, granted, unfortunately, as much as we love Mary, they had to kill her off to bring it back to the main two characters. Didn't well, I say that? I, but I, I, you know, you and, and changes. Guys. I remember yeah. saying that the night. I, I remember saying the night we watched it. I remember saying. Mary took away from the Sherlock and Dr. Watson dynamic. I don't I see, disagree. I disagree. No, Thank no, no, you. No, no. I totally 100%. disagree. I disagree. Maybe screen time. Yes. I just meant screen but, time. I just no. meant screen time because, like, to your no, point. Yes, screen time. Called, I mean, dynamic if you look at what's behind, behind, if you look, if you look at what's behind <laughs> us. We're <laughs> very upset about Mary. Everybody. Right I know. But if you look, you know, you look at the, the way that they've kind of set up the show. Every, every promo isn't Mary... Sherlock and, <laughs> and, Watson. and Watson. Yeah, it's Sherlock and Watson. Yes. and this isn't the Mary show. And like I said, this episode was a lot of screen time for other characters. This, you know, they, I mean, they, Stephen Moffat could have easily put himself in the promos as, <laughs> as, as as Mycroft. You know, so there could have been opportunity to throw other characters in there, but. No, you know. I disagree with you. I think that Mary made the the bond between Sherlock and Wat- and Watson stronger, and that only the what happened after that with her sending in the tape and and telling you know Sherlock to save John only proves my point even further because that's making their bond stronger well, even through this kind and, of and yeah, tragedy. not to mention that like you know what we had at the end of the last season in terms of what Sherlock what lengths Sherlock was willing to go through for the two of them. Like, they made their dynamics so much more interesting, and that's what I was most disappointed by at the end of this episode, was I was really getting accustomed and very fond of this familial dynamic that they all shared together. And then they just pulled the rug out from under you, and again, I I get it from a dramatic standpoint, and I get it from a character arc standpoint, but... It will never not feel at least a little bit like she was fridged for no reason. Um, yeah, that's just me though. I, I totally get if you were like <laughs> no, all about it. About. I totally get it. I mean, I, I wasn't all about it. I I did. I'm just saying, like, to get back to the main, to get and 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 Except and, and, for that it and in episode and in episodes yeah. two and three, we find that. Mm, we'll get there. You know, even, I mean, eventually <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get back, we just gotta get back to the to the. To the meat of the what to the these two epi- to the two main characters, main characters. Yes. and by the end of this episode, we we can't we can't get back to that point without uh, without drastic measures because right. of where they both are emotionally at right. the end of this episode. It's taking removing her from the equation isn't putting everybody back at square one. It's driving them further apart. Right, mm-hmm. but you know you got to tear stuff yeah. up to to build it back together. But, but Marissa, in the mm-hmm. books, in, uh, it was Molly a big part of the books. No, Hooper. I'm sorry, not Molly. I'm sorry, not Molly. Um, Was Mary a part of the books? Mary was part of the books, yes. Mary was there, but Mary got killed off in the books. So you said for canon. Oh, you knew. Yeah. It's like Mary and the creators. Yes, the creators always said Mary was always a character that was set up to die. And she did in the show. Did she, she die in the same way in the books as she did in the show? I'm trying to remember. Hey, guys on YouTube, like, let us know. I imagine it's slightly different, but Mary, sure. yes, Mary did die in the canon. And, um, but, you know, when we talk about, like, there's a lot of... Changes and updates? Yeah. 
You know, the, the creative liberties that the show really does How about well. not kill her and you'll surprise all the readers? <laughs> oh my god. Megan, she's dead, girl. We got shit to move on. I know, I know. But I'm just yes. as upset, but we gotta move on. <laughs> one more, to go. Yes, one more thing about Mary. We, we do have to cover this because we saw that quick scene of John on the bus flirting, texting, emotional cheating with Mary. Mm. Uh, like, mm-hmm. on, on oh. this woman from the bus of John. What were your thoughts of John seemed out this. of character. Yes, so out of character. What were your thoughts it, about? It? Like I get to, it, but it seemed out of character. But it goes back to what you said earlier, which was the relationship between Doctor Watson and Mary was never a stable relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. when like we said when we first saw them, they married. They, they got married so fast. A, but then the wedding was like a. Was, was like a, a train. Wait, was that right? Yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 we didn't trust Mary in that instance either. So if we didn't trust Mary, John certainly was not going to trust Mary. And I think that kind of you know was a running like that, theme through that there. Undercurrent lack of trust, right. Is ultimately what kind. Of, and granted, he didn't do anything outside of texting, but at least that we saw. And but yeah, I guess that undercurrent of mistrust or you know, lies by omission, that sort of thing. It's not something that they're ever going to overtly have conflict with, but it does create this sort of tension where maybe he would seek outside, I don't know, out... And emotional. Out, yeah, outside emotional connection. Yeah, and, and, so, and somebody said that I they felt... it was fe- all emotional cheating. That they felt like that's why John was equally as mad at Sherlock at the end when... Mary died because of the stuff that he had. Because he felt because guilty. Because he felt because, guilty. Mm. And he, he projected a lot of that onto Sherlock. So good call yeah. uh, to those in chat room. Misplaced anger. Misplaced yeah. anger. More so. Yep, yep. Um, anything else about this episode? Um, Molly is watching the baby now. Like, what? Well, Molly's I a babysitter. This, this entire time I was like, where's the baby? And then they're like, oh, friends are watching her. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But Which I feel like they should have just hired a nanny. But the, why? What about Mrs. Uh, Hudson? Like, Mrs. Hudson would have... Perf- they can afford like, a nanny. Yeah. They, I mean, they can't afford a nanny. They already knew Mrs. Hudson w- was the, the wife of a I'm drug dealer. She cannot be... Also, right. Molly has a day job. Yeah. She, she sure does. what I mean. Obviously, she doesn't have a day job anymore. <laughs> She's too busy babysitting, you know, this kid now. And, and, and I thought it was interesting that... Um, that the relationship that she has with Sherlock, she iced him out. She did. She, you know, and 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 you saw that at the end. Cold and I thought shoulder. that, was, and I was, you were like, oh, but obviously we'll talk about her relationship with Sherlock later on. But like, yep. and I think that was a part of her icing him out. Part of the reason why she ended up icing him out was to avoid what she, you know, her what her, we own, personal her own personal feelings for Home, Sherlock. Yeah. Which we'll, we will definitely cover. Um, really quick, um, before we leave, if, uh, you know, for the fans of Sherlock, if you didn't know, some Easter eggs, some trivias yeah. for you. Little tidbits on this episode. Um, Holmes requests to be reminded about Norbury as, as an example of his overconfidence is actually a reference to the adventures of the yellow face. That story, um, they also use the hmm. character Norbury hmm. to always remind him about his overconfidence. Hmm. So, hence we had that moment. Um, and also, the credits, if you stuck around for the credits, um, in certain names, they spelled out six Napoleons that were certain letters, letters were highlighted in red. It spelled out six Napoleons, which is actually a nod to this, uh, the six Napoleons storyline, which inspired the six 
Thatcher's. Mm. This one. Um, also, the one of Mary's aliases when she's on the run is Gabriel Ashdown. Uh, Gabrielle Ashdown. Ashdown was an alias used by Holmes in the 1970s film, The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes, in, which is a personal favorite of Mark Gaddis. And one more, the appointment of Samara. Mycroft points out, you know, as a child, Holmes wrote this his own version as titled An Appointment at Sumatra. This is a reference to a Doyle case that the book version of Holmes said the world is not yet ready for the title, The Giant Rat of Sumatra. Mm. Those are good little tidbits. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, yeah fun Easter eggs. I like, you know, learning more about this episode. I, I, yeah. I wondered, the other, the other thing just about the show from the cast standpoint is that um, uh, Martin Freeman and the actress who played Mary were, were married in real life. And they ended up divorcing. Amanda. After at the end, like once, well, I mean, in a couple of months ago, obviously they were stopped filming. You know, mm-hmm. they've completed filming at that point, but they were married and now they're no longer together. So ah, oh, it's kind of like art imitating life. Yes, oh, it was. She died, and so did their relationship. Oh, <laughs> shoot, <Whoa. laughs> that's sad. That is really sad. I don't want to end the episode there, but unfortunately, <laughs> we might have to. But um, yes, that's another Easter egg. <laughs> I really did uh, enjoy this, but uh, you know, just the setup of the episode. Um, with the whole grim story tale of the the death and uh, in Sumatra, just kind of set the tone for this whole season. It's going to be dark and grim. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Amanda but Abington. Thanks, Mr. Amanda Abington. Yes, Amanda. But really good. Keep tuning in because we are covering episodes two and three later in the same day. We'll be back in an hour. We'll be back. So keep keep tuning in. In the meantime, where can everyone keep following you? Uh, I am Timothy Michael. You can find me uh, on all social media platforms at I am Timothy Mike. If you're watching right now, I'm headed to the Trump Report right now in the next studio. You can find me at Drexel Heard. Uh, I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on Twitter Facebook, Instagram, all those fun social media platforms at AfterBuzz TV. Keep rating, keep commenting. We are back. It took us three years, but we're we are back. <laughs> and we're coming back yes. right after this. Certainly, so. I missed us, and I'm glad we're still here. So keep tuning in, and we will see you next time. See you guys Bye. soon. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.